Welcome to Slacker Studio, a podcast all about the things we do when we're slacking. We'll be chatting about a variety of things such as gaming, movies and tech news. I'm Jack. And I'm Ed. This week's beer of the show is... Disco <laughs> Forklift Truck Mango Pale Ale. <laughs> yeah, try and pronounce that. Um, yeah, do, do you want to go ahead and read the little bit of text that's on the beer, seeing as you actually chose this one? Yeah, no problem at all. So I chose this because I love mango. And this is by Drygate Dry Brewing Company, and it's called Mango Fandango Tropical Pale Ale, which has juicy bits and soft, bitter undertones. And it's in a can. Bottles or cans? Um, Bottles of fat weasel. Bottles of fat weasel. And it's in Drygate, Glasgow, Scotland. So this is actually a Scottish beer. Um, and it's 1.7 units. Uh, it doesn't tell me the... Oh, alcohol percent, 5.1%. And this is a little can. And the can itself is actually really colourful and pretty. Mm, um, I'm it, just going to stick a picture up on Discord because it is funky as fuck. <laughs> it is. It is as craft beer as you can get. But it is actually a delight to look at. Um, and because I love mango, I can't wait to try it. So... Um, uh, we have a rating out of five, and you know one is awful, and five is of course awesome. So let's let's snap these open. I yes, can't wait. Indeedy. Have you have you got a glass today? Or are you going straight for the can? I do have a glass. Ah, a tiny glass this time because it is a can. Oh, oh get my! Uh, I have no uh, nails on my hands. Come on. Hey. <sighs> okay. It's it smells Ooh, mangoey. Very mangoey. <laughs> it smells mangoey. That's got me even more excited. That sounded like, oh my god, mango, excitement. Do you know what? Okay, this is interesting. So it is the colour of mango in a weird way. I know beer is similar, so it's like a mm. it's like a golden yellow and the head is a very crisp white. Yep, and I just bought that fucking terrible. And it's not it's not much head, giggity. I mean it is well, a pale ale. So... Mine mine has got a lot of head because I just oh, wow. tipped my can upside down. Um, Noob. But there we go. I was like, oh it's going well, and then forgot to tilt it. So there we go. Um, excuse me while I try and get this in the glass. Come on. I just, I just got a great photo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, it's going over the edge. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's have a uh, taste. Well, do we wait? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to struggle through it. Let's just go. All right. Let's go. Yeah, bugger it. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. That is wow. nice. Wow, that is that is really nice. That is floral and mangoey, and I do get the the bitterness underneath it. At the end, there's a bitterness yeah. at the end of it. My God, that's really nice. That is different. I like Ow. that, and I love mango. I can actually taste it as well. It's it's refreshing. Yeah, definitely refreshing. Like that is a really interesting beer. I have some more. Yeah, same. Hmm. <laughs> Like less obviously mango the more I drink it, but yeah. maybe that's because I'm getting used to it. But it's really nice. I'm with you. Um, I mean, you know me. I'm not a massive fan of pale, but I like this. This is this is different. It's kind of like the Jubal Peach we had the other day mm. in its own way. Although I find this is actually a little bit more bitter. It could be yeah. because I've had it in the fridge for longer and it is chilled. But I could there's there's that mixture. You got the floral. You got the bitter. The bitter stays at the back and it stays right at the back of my throat. But it's not horrible. No. It's actually quite pleasant. And the head's retained. The heads stay there. It's not just dissipated. Like yeah, a lot of I'm other surprised. Beds. Like my, Mine's gone to, down to exactly what yours is, just that kind of like centimetre on the top of just foam. And it's but, really good. I, I really like it. I'm trying to like savour it and bring more air into it and bits like that. And I it's just not like wine. downing it. 
I, it's not I, wine. I'm already wishing that like I'd got two. I considered it. So I could have a second one, but anyway. I do know that's the biggest problem with this show. Like we had, we had Thorn on, and um, I, for, I think we were, what we were drinking. I forgot it what we were Guinness. drinking. Was it Guinness? It was Guinness. Yeah. And um, we had a Guinness each, and I hadn't thought to buy more because I think I might have had more in the house. And it was just like once we finished, like oh, oh, you guys are finished, and and then just kept some drinking throughout the show, and it just was really funny. It's something that um, I lament. Also, another thing on these beer, can you tell me? Uh, check your glass. Mm. Have you got it running down the side? Have you got um, head rings on the side? Oh, I don't yeah. know what I don't know what the actual name for it is, but I want to think of that and look at that as well because that's quite interesting. I mean, I'm using a crappy whiskey glass. But it's actually sticking on the side. Yeah, it's um I hadn't noticed that until you just said, but yeah, it is. What an interesting bit. Sorry, that's a that's really kind of stumped me a bit. <clears throat> oh man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, mm. how has your week been? My week has been pretty good. Um I've done lots of gaming this week. Um and a lot I mean I've watched a um I've watched a bit of uh, Star Trek. Uh, I think I might have actually overtaken you now, so I won't say anything. Well, I checked. I'm at seven or eight. Okay. Because I watched a couple on the plane. I forgot about that. <laughs> okay, maybe maybe you might be still ahead of me then. Maybe you might pull a fast one. Um, I'm. Uh, yeah, I, we can't really talk about it because I know some people who listen to us probably are watching it, but it's it's pretty cool. I'm really enjoying it. Um, I've also been watching Nightfall. Um, on Netflix, which is uh, something which I started in December, and I've been continuing again because I wanted to start again, which is about the Knights Templar. Of course, right. being a Crusader nut, that kind of is right down my street. It's a little bit historic. Well, it's you know, it's a bit of a fiction, really, um, but it's a nice little spin on fiction. It's nice seeing Paris in medieval times. It's nice seeing basically the story kind of revolves around when the Templars were the Templars were basically this group of knights who were given swathes of land and swathes of money by the Pope. When they lost the Holy Lands, they went from being a military organization to being like a banking organization. So you could argue that the Knights Templar were probably the first bankers in Europe which is an interesting fact yeah. but imagine a king being so indebted to a religious order imagine somebody in a group in your country owning so much land owning so much stuff because of papal infallibility a papal bull that he basically planned with the pope at the time to depose them um uh, uh, basically strike against them counts of heresy and then steal their money. So the, the story's kind of based around this. Kind of, there's there's loads of things in Nightfall. It's not really about that, but that's the original story. And it's kind of, you can see the plotting throughout the thing. So Nightfall's quite a bit, is quite good fun. It's no Game of Thrones. Um, it's not as good as in terms of production value or story, maybe as Vikings, but I'm really enjoying it at the moment. So yeah, Star Trek and Nightfall have been my go-to recently. Um, and they're, they're great. They're both on Netflix. Um, in terms of video games, so I've done loads. So I've been playing Minecraft a lot, which is odd because I've been playing with uh, with uh, one of the other slackers that we've had on previously called Morgan and his girlfriend Kate. And we built this um, this big kind of castle and we extended across the, this massive lake and we started building on the other side of the lake. And I made this little hovel called Kazadum, which is, you know, like nice. Kazadum. Yep. And... Um, I've been really enjoying it, like coming back home, chilling out, listening to some really chilled out music and mining some diamonds. <clears throat> oh, this beer um, has been really good fun. Um, and one of the rarest things in the game you can get is a saddle. And I went, I spent an evening going through the Never, which is like this massive dungeon with fire and all this other crap in there. And you could die so quickly. I didn't find a single thing. I found like a bit of horse armor, which was great. I went fishing before I went to sleep and I fished up a saddle. As you do. 
And then I fished up two more. <laughs> and they're really rare. And I was like, you're kidding me. So now we have horses. Um, nice. So yeah, Minecraft I'm really enjoying. And I'm really enjoying dipping into and just thinking up new projects. So when I'm bored at work, I was thinking, oh, maybe I can make a major's tower. Or even though I've already made a conservatory with a massive tree that goes all the way near to the top. Um, so yeah, that's Minecraft. Um, I finished Metal Gear Solid Five uh, finally. So I've been playing that for years. It's been out for years. But what I didn't know is that you had to listen to these tapes in game, these cassette tapes, in order to unlock the next mission. I didn't know that. And it's right at the end anyway. Um, so I didn't know that. And I read it online. I was like, oh, crap, maybe I haven't done that. So I went there, did it, finished it. And the revelation right at the end of the game is incredible. Someone had already spoiled it for me. But how they show you how that happened is really, really cool. So Metal Gear Solid 5, it's a really good game. It is currently on sale on cdkeys.com. So if you prefer to play games like that uh, on the PC, pick it up. It's 229 just like I picked up. I've got Dishonored to look yeah. forward to to start downloading after this. Um so Ed's got me uh, wanted to play Dishonored until Sekiro comes out, which is a game which is coming out on PS4, which is a ninja-based game, but it's made by the same guys who made uh, Dark Souls, I think. Mm. So you've got a, a, mi a mixture of um, Tenchu and Dark Souls all wrapped into a samurai sort of thing based in the Sengoku era period of Japan. Um, I will talk to you about Dishonored uh, after some of our bits, um, but yeah, I just want to quickly breeze mm. through some of these things that I've done. So Overwatch... Um, I'm becoming a lot less fearful of competitive. Uh, so I went in and I was told by my mate organist, like, you're, you're really getting annoyed at playing free to play, uh, not free to play, quick play, because you're saying, oh, there's no teamwork. Well, no one does free play. The quick play to really do teamwork. They just want to try out characters and stuff like that. So comp is where you need to go. But my biggest issue was I didn't want to lose so much season rating that I dropped down to silver or bronze, because even though I might be having the game of my life, my teammates could be playing fiercely trash. And you can have one of those nights where you just drop and it will take forever to climb back up. So it's kind of like I have to weigh and risk that. The thing about it is if they, at the end of the season, gave everybody the same sort of reward, hashtag communism, mm. um, you know, like you go, oh, you all get these sort of marks. Everyone gets these marks regardless of where you seat. But we give you more kind of cosmetic rewards the higher you go or some special stuff higher you yeah. go. It means that it doesn't matter if you drop down silver because you will still get 250 points towards your gold weapon. Um, but they haven't done that. The lower you are, the less the less coins you get towards your gold weapon. And I want to have at least a steady stream so I can get my next gold. Um, it's a tough thing. It's a really weird thing to kind of think about. But yeah, I see. So you're sat at what plat now? Nah, I'm I'm not even plat and gold. I'm like low oh, gold right. because I, yeah, I yeah. we had a season where I was playing with a bunch of friends. One of them I didn't know had just started and was just level 25. He's now actually mid gold and nearly was platinum himself. He's done loads since he joined, which is mm. fantastic. But he didn't know at the time. People despondent. People arguing, and it was just rubbish and we dropped so low and that it got me really it got me so stressed that i stopped playing overwatch because it was a bad group to play yeah in. yeah and it did suck it sucked for a while until i found my ultra genji who i play i found in quick play and he became a staunch friend and we we did loads and that was great yeah just being able to like anna alt a genji fly in wipe the entire team it's like yeah, yeah. no he'll, he'll do his thing as long as i do my thing <laughs> um but yeah so becoming less fearful of comp um, and that leads me on to fear. <clears throat> now, there is one game which gets me fearful every time I play it, and that is Sea of Thieves. So Sea of Thieves is this game where you're basically a pirate, you sail around, you've got a ship, you have to go to islands, 
you know, a dig up buried treasure or you could go to skull forts and fight skeletons for like a final reward at the end when you beat the final boss. Um, you can usually be like teams of four maximum, I think. And um, when you dig up this chest, if somebody else sees your ship, they could come and attack you and steal all your chests from you. So if you have like a hundred chests on your ship mm. and you're low on supplies because you've just battled a Kraken, you've just battled like a gigantic, uh, uh, oh, what's it, a Megalodon. Yeah. And, you know, you're you're just low because you've also been cannoned as you were leaving the island by a rogue skeleton who'd managed to jump onto a cannon. Um you're, that's the most fearful thing when you see another another uh, ship sailing into view. And the only way to really kill another ship is to kill the inhabitants on the ship and keg them by bringing <laughs> a, big, a big barrel full of gunpowder beneath the deck and exploding them. So when you take damage, your boat gets loads of holes and you fix them with planks. So you've got planks to fix the ship, you've got cannonballs to fire at them, you've got bananas to eat yourself to get your health back. <laughs> and... You've got special cannonballs to also uh, slow down their ship. You can also... There's a drunken cannonball, so when you fire at the ship, all the members get drunk, so it's super hard to run nice. around the ship. It's a really fun game, but when you get a load of loot near the end of the game, you're all tired because you just want to go to bed, you just want to hand it in, and then you see four sails, and you know that's a galleon, and that galleon could be full, so filled with people, and they're all just cutthroat, and they all just want your loot. And so all that work... And I've done it before, where we... We joined with another group and we were doing well and they were really nice and their boat sank because they were utterly incompetent. They put all their loot on our ship and they then, we got attacked by this other guy. We beat them off and it was a, an amazing moment, amazing victory. And I said, oh, that's cool. Well, you know, they're, they're gone now. This is wicked. That's just us two. We, we're great. We're great as a team together because you can join alliances with each other. And then we'll hand this in. Well, they let the people that attacked us join our alliance. Um, and I was like, do you know what? I don't care. I just want to hand in loot because you don't lose any money. The money, they also get money. And my friend took umbrage because it was like, I didn't want them who just attacked us to get any of our loot when they could have stolen the entire lot and just gone home. Mm. So um, they finished putting all the stuff on and then my friend set off, broke the alliance. And then about 10 minutes later, I was like, oh, our friends aren't, our friends aren't with us anymore. What's going on? It's like... Um, yeah, no, we just broke off. We got all the loot, including theirs. <laughs> I was like, Perfect. oh. So that, and, and I was like, that makes me feel real bad. And he's like, but you're a pirate. I'm like, I guess. It's a weird game. You, it literally brings in moral decisions. And that's the weirdest thing about it. Like, we've had it where some guys were on the island and they were really, really nice. And we didn't pester them, they didn't pester us. And then one of their friends said, um, hey, give me that loot, and then attacked me with a sword and said, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I took Umbridge, I shot him, I then kept his ship and stole all their loot. And I said, no, there's a trust there, and you breached it. And, and the only reason, I because th he kept on swinging at me and I kept on blocking it, and I think he, he realised that I conned on what was going on. So that's the thing, and it's all about trust. And how can you trust someone who literally, when you're dead, you all, when you die, you're all aboard this ghost ship and you have to wait for a door to swing open so you can go back and respawn. But when you're there on that ship, you can still voice chat to people. So this one person who said he was peaceful and tried to kill me, I then shot him and he goes, it's okay, my friend's on your ship now and he's going to keg it. And I just hear my friend in the background saying, oh, he's dead, no, I stole his cannon, they're, they're, they're kegged, they're kegged. And I just said, I think you better check again. And he went back and they were sunk. So <laughs> Sea of Thieves is a very stressful game and a very scary game. And I've talked about this way too long, but long story short, I've done a lot of games this week, 
they've all been stressful apart from Minecraft. <laughs> um, but I am looking forward to playing Dishonored and I'm forward to, after next week, playing Sekiro. I cannot wait to get my head stuck into another PS4 game. Well, Dishonored is... Uh occasionally stressful depending on how you're playing it because if you are trying to do stealth and you've got to like run yourself across a little gap when there's like enemies everywhere that is like oh my god <laughs> but I like, uh, that. I like yeah, a bit of risk fun. and reward yeah definitely and I, I think the best thing about Dishonored is that you can play it however you want if you want to kill every fucker in sight carry on but you get a different ending like the game changes as you go through like depending what? on how many people you kill and other choices you make you will get different endings and stories where compared to if you just don't kill anyone, you'll get a much kind of lighter, better ending. It, it, it's really clever the way they've put it together. Oh, wow. So, so I could just like so, yeah. stealth kill everyone and be, just be a general douchebag and I'll fear the consequences. Oh, yeah. You don't even have to stealth kill everyone. You can just be like, fuck it, pistol out and just kill everyone. <laughs> and, and you get lots of powers at some point as well. So you can just like blink behind someone and then just assassinate them. That sounds good. That sounds good to me. I think like Sorry. my favorite thing in the second one is when you can uh, pull people towards you, like, like for, almost like force pull someone and then just stab them in midair. It's good times. <laughs> anyway, so how's your week been? Well, should we talk about Marvel first? As in yeah, Captain on, Marvel, who yes. also is never called Captain Marvel in the entire film, and is Carol Danvers. Yes, that is Which, a really good point. I think that's quite good because it is ridiculous. Like, they're just going to call her Captain Marvel. We've already got Captain America, Captain America, who is never really called Captain America that much, except by, like, the newspapers in, in the film. <laughs> um, I, what did you think? What were your first impressions? <laughs> wow, that's good, huh? Mm. No, do you know what? I actually kind of liked it. Um, I thought that as a film... It was an enjoyable watch. If you knew nothing about the Marvel Universe... Mm. I reckon you could jump into it and you could watch it and you Definitely. could have a really good time. Um, however, having said this, I also feel like it had a bit of lackluster moments. They were a bit slow at times and it wasn't the most exciting. I don't know. There's just something about it which didn't grip me overall. Like all the 90s references I thought were incredible. Yeah. And like yeah, there was yeah, a yeah. moment where... There's a moment where I, I can't spoil it, but there's a moment where she's uh, she enters this place and suddenly Nirvana, come as you are, drops down. So good. And to hear that in IMAX, and because of how they layered the bass in that song and how they layered the guitars, the IMAX actually picks up on those individual mixes around you. And I was just in heaven for like that 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 few moments. I was like, oh my god, yeah, this is amazing. So in terms of the '90s things. My friend uh, Tom actually told me when we were watching it that they made an entire blockbuster out of scratch to look exactly like its 90s counterpart. Oh, really? Apparently it looked at the spit of the 90s counterpart that it was. I, 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 can't, I don't know. I don't actually have any news on that, mm. but I'm taking his word as gold because he usually is quite truthful about these things. But yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good film. I think it's a nice predecessor and a nice rev up before the new Avengers film. Yeah. Um, it didn't exactly grab me as in like, oh my God, this is like, this is as good as Thor. There's the um, Thor... What was the one Ragnarok. where no, it was not as good as Thor Ragnarok, but I thought it's a nice, pleasant prologue to introduce a character. What about you? What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't. I had a really good time watching it. Um, it's one of those films I I really want to see it again. Um, mm. def definitely want to see it again. 
I, I might even try and get to it again in the cinema. Uh, we'll see. I mean, it'll be running for a long time. Like when we were booking the cinema, there was like at least 20 showings in a day. Like it was ridiculous. Good Lord. Yeah, seriously. So anyway, um, so definitely it'll be in the cinemas for a while. But I, I really enjoyed it. I like it as an intro to the character. It was kind of... The best bit for me, I think, was also seeing young Nick Fury and like yeah. the fact that oh, he's kind great. of... He's a main character in this, isn't he? Like he's he's kind of the second main character and her sidekick throughout. Um, there's a couple of good twists in it, which are entertaining. <laughs> um, I won't even mention what I'm talking about at all because I don't want to do spoilers today. I think if I happen to see it again and you get a chance as well, then we can do spoilers for it. Like yeah. just do a spoiler thing. But I think. I'm excited to see where this leads us. I would like to see what role she plays in the Avengers film, because mm. when you see her powers in the film, they are very different to all the other Avengers. Like, there's a humanity to all the other Avengers, and much as she's human, there's also a, a true Superman sort of quality about Captain Marvel mm. that you might think. And I'm wondering if that's going to be like, is she going to be the most OP one there? I mean, to be honest... Yeah, she's absolutely yeah, stonking so. sexy. I'm fine with this. <laughs> but it is also, like, incredible. Like, she can... Oh, I'll say one thing. She can breathe in space. And that's a little bit mm. of a, an excitement. She can breathe in space, yeah, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Well, well technically... She? No, no, technically she can't. I think it's a combination of the suit yeah, that, you're right. and her. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a mix. Sorry. But also Thor can survive in space, but I don't know whether he's as functional in space as she is. True, that's true. Who just wields a great big hammer around. And yeah. also there is a if you see the trailer, there's something going on between Thor and Captain Marvel. I think that's gonna be interesting. Mm. Especially because <laughs> we're not hundred percent sure if Thor actually survives Endgame. Tasty. Well oh. I didn't, well, I didn't contract even think up, of that. isn't it? <laughs> oh god. I never thought of yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. The the main the main people, all their contracts are up. So but we'll can see. you imagine? Can you imagine if they have some sort of love thing going on throughout the film, and mm. then Thor dies, but then Captain Marvel doesn't get used much? That to me says that there's going to be some sort of massive women's backlash, saying you only brought her in as some sort of like side trophy yeah, to a character for a love story. And the only reason I say that is because I worked on a Shreddy's advert, which was called Shreddy or Not. And it had this guy, he has a bowl of Shreddy's in the morning and then in the bottom panel, because it's split in half, mm. he doesn't have Shreddy's. And throughout the top panel, his day goes stunningly well. He comes home to a beautiful wife. In the bottom one, it goes horrible and he comes home to a very ugly rather, yeah. Well, I say yeah. ugly. It's in terms of like when you see the person, you're like, You'd, you'd prefer to go for the woman on the top, right? And that is a shallow thing to say, but that's the entire point of the advert. Of course, that blew up on Twitter. Yeah, I'm because sure. Because what was supposed to be a lighthearted poke and a joke, you know, if it was a guy and she came home to a really fat, grotesque guy, I don't think many people would have a problem with it. Um, it's, it's That's the thing which is usually trope. Like, if mm. you come home to a fat guy and he's just sat there and he's just eating a burger, right, love? Or you go back and he's like, I've made, I've run you a bath with rose petals. Right, in, yeah. I guess in society that's seen as a fine thing because we're not too bothered about it. We don't really care. But when it's on the other side, it does. However, that is a, um, a big problem with the likes of, say, uh, Marvel films because my biggest fear was, like, I didn't want a female character that 
would be strong in her own film and then look weak in other films. Kind of like Wonder Woman. When that came out, that was such a great film to see. And yeah. so many, I read so many wonderful articles of women who were inspired by it and thought it was great and thought they were represented amazingly, especially in the superhero world. I really hope that isn't the case in Captain Marvel. I hope that she comes in, kicks butt, kicks Thor into place, or just like takes the hammer off of him and just causes some sort of mayhem. That'd be great. I really hope she isn't yeah. just, I hope she isn't what I call Hobbit-esque love story. Do you know what I mean? What, what do you think? Because that, because that, I, I don't know, because loads of people hated the love story in The Hobbit. Oh, I see. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree with that. Yeah, that would be bad. Um, I don't know. I think, I think it would be a mistake to use her like that. And I think she is going to be an integral part of this film, as as is, I think, the people we haven't seen before in these films. So we didn't have um, Scott Lang. We didn't have Ant-Man. And we That's didn't true. have um, Hawkeye in the previous film. Now, as to how useful Hawkeye is going to be, I don't know. Maybe he's just filling up the numbers, but I think his story is going to be a big part of this film. Um, I guess we're kind of moving into our This Week in Movies. So hang on a sec. Shall, shall we just... <laughs> let me wrap up the rest of my week and we'll get back to Marvel and we'll jump yeah. straight into movies first. <laughs> All right, go so, so the only other thing I did this week was a lot of Game of Thrones, really. So since the last show, I was on season one. I think mm. we just started season one. We've now, f like, basically finished season five. Um, it's so much fun watching these shows again. Like, it really is. And there's a lot I forgot about, I guess. I haven't seen them in... Well, some of them, it'll be at least a couple of years since I've I've watched any of it. So it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. We're we're at the point where Aya has just gone and joined the the faceless men or whatever it is. It's uh, the the house of black and white. Valar Morghulis. Valar the Iris. Yeah, there you go. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, get me um, hyped. Yeah. So that so there's that really. Uh, lots of Game of Thrones. Uh, we also went to Prague. That was fantastic. Um, what did you think of the city? It was fucking wet. <laughs> um, but other, other than that, it was a very, very pretty city. Like, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, it's just a cool place. Like, yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of cool stuff to look at. There really is. I wish I went there when it was... Uh, I wish I went there at the same time, but not on a stag do. Mm. I wish I... Because it was beautiful weather. The entire time we were there, it was just hot. It was really nice. Um dry <laughs> yeah but i didn't get to see much of the city did you did you actually end up at that boat place or i mean to be no. honest no so so that the, medieval thing you went to looked amazing yeah that was awesome there was yeah so it was like a, a medieval tavern um kind of up near the castle uh, in the hill basically um you go in it's it's literally pretty much only entirely lit by candles um that it's so it's pretty dark um it, it it's just incredible that the menu is simple you get like traditional mugs and stuff some with some of the things the food is kind of like it's still modern but not at the same time it's just a fantastic atmosphere one of the best places i've ever been wow um, we we found like honestly that and this like cocktail bar we went to are two of the best bars i've ever been to in my life like it's fantastic um this it was called like the black angel cocktail bar as well and it was just like an underground basement thing, but it's not like, it's like a fancy kind of ancient underground big basement thing. And it's it's just it's just really cool. Some of the most interesting cocktails I've had as well. What not was your favorite? 
oh god i don't even know what i had dude like seriously like there were just there was some there was a take on like a a james bond martini thing which was i can't even i might even have a picture i'll have to dig out a picture of it um and post it on discord but it was just so smooth for the amount of alcohol it had in and it had a lot of alcohol in. <laughs> like a so, long island iced tea a la bond yeah 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 so so that was good that, that was really good fun um and if anybody gets a chance i'd definitely go to prague and we've between us we've got plenty of recommendations oh yeah 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 absolutely I've seen the more seedy sides of it. So if you're looking for a stag do sort of thing, I know the seedy sides. If you're looking for the more cultured, historical, and kind of nice, normal, want to go on a holiday and chill out view, Ed's your guy. So Prague was good. Prague was great. Really, really good. All right. So shall we jump straight into the rest of our movies and TV stuff? What about Le- your druid? Yeah, oh, the druid I've still... I'm, okay, World of Warcraft leveling challenge, naked and afraid druid thing. Uh, everybody picks a druid. The, the kind of challenge is to see how fast you can get to max level and there are a variety of rules some are you've got to there's kind of two halves one is you literally have nothing except what you find in the world so you can't send yourself like gold or bags or anything like that or any heirlooms and then the other one is kind of the same but you can use heirlooms and i'm doing that because to save a bit of time i'm only level 10 but it's kind of fun playing a different druid again because I've gone Horde this time, and we'll see. <laughs> I mean, my intention is to level this one straight up through and then it be my BFA Horde main because I don't have mm. anything else that I kind of want to play. Yeah, I'm with you. I like my my Dark Iron Dwarf, but I've got nothing else really at the moment. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, I've got plenty of Alliance characters I want to play, but I've done that. Yeah, yeah. I'm and I'm not you. ready to do it again. <laughs> like, I've tried. My Druid is, I think, my Alliance Druid is... 120 now but like I, I haven't really touched it since it was kind of just like a chore to get through the zones again so we'll see we'll see how it goes yeah all right just before we do move on anything else you got uh i don't think so i think i've kind of bored you all to death with my gaming <laughs> news really um i you know i think i, I want to try and do this quest on runescape called legends quest which i think i might mention last time but i never finished when i was a kid right so it's like i want to do this as a kind of a thank you to my younger self who never accomplished it because i remember standing with my character outside these gates and you have to complete a quest in order to go in and it looked awesome and it was like what i wish my house looked like in a weird way like the gated <laughs> sort of really old yeah. nice trimmed verge all these other bits but um I always wanted to go in there because you can also get this square shield. And I remember the first time I played this game, you saw this guy called Vanica with a gigantic two-handed sword in one hand and a big square shield, which was gold in the other hand. And they eventually added an item that makes the dragon square shield gold. So mm. I was like, I could literally get that item and that's a goal. So I could get the goal was to finish the quest so I could get that square shield. So I'll have a whip and a really cool looking shield. And if I retire it there, I retire it there. Um, you know, I've had fun. I've done the Desert Treasure quest, which is ridiculously long. Took me a day to do that quest um, because I was a noob. I had to get <laughs> loads of other skills to get into that as well. But that game is such a time sink. But when you do accomplish something, unlike WoW, you do feel like it's dangerous. Every every quest has a danger. If you die, you lose all your items on yep. you at the time so it's yeah. like ah. bit like sea of thieves almost maybe mm, yeah pretty much like that so there's a risk and reward but then you know um yeah that's no that's true um but when you die in sea of thieves you don't lose your pistol your cutlass all those other things but you do lose your loot um yeah. whether it's in runescape you lose your loot and you lose all of your 
the stuff you're wearing, even if it's like your most expensive equipment you've ever owned, that's gone. Unless you can somehow run back and collect it before it despawns. Um, yeah, which is if brutal. You're lucky. Or somebody I mean, I guess else it depends, takes depends it. Where you, where you died, isn't it, in RuneScape? Yeah. Um, but yeah, the burn, otherwise, that's it, really. That's the only gaming news I've got. I'm going to download Dishonored, play that. Hopefully, next week, I'll have Sekiro and loads of Overwatch. Mm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what you think about Dishonored. Yeah, me too. I've, I've heard so many good things about it, rating-wise as well. All right, let's let's uh, let's jump ahead to and get back into Marvel by yes. jumping into movies and TV news. Um, so we were talking about Endgame, right? Yes. So the trailer released, and now I've watched that like at least five times, if not more. Mm, if it, same. You've, you've, so we're talking about what we think is going to happen kind of with, with all of this. Now, we know... Captain Marvel is in this because the sting, the first end credit, yeah, right. I mean, the first credit sting in Captain Marvel is effectively it's set like probably about a thirty seconds into Endgame by the looks of it. Like it's probably going to be part of the first scene. Mm. It's Captain Marvel dropping in and saying, "Where's Fury?" <laughs> the end. Yeah, and then obviously at the end of the trailer we see her standing in front of. Uh, Thor, like who's just pulled Stormbreaker? Is it the axe? I don't know. Is it? I, I don't think, know. I what think it's, called. it's Stormbreaker. Um, straight past her head and is like, I like this one. <laughs> um, so that's yeah. You're right. I think that's going to be interesting. There's there's clearly some kind of interesting chemistry there. Um, something that I'm curious about. So so you know with uh, Mjolnir or whatever the hammer was called, yeah, like Mjolnir. you had to be worthy to to lift it, right? Does the same rule apply to the axe? Uh, that's a really good point. I don't think so. I mean, unless it's been made... Because it's made out of the star, mm. isn't it? Like Mjolnir. Yeah. I, I don't think so, because Odin's magic was that only... That was the entire point of Odin's magic. <laughs> Excuse me. Was that the, um, Thor had to earn the right to pick up Mjolnir again after he distrusted uh, Odin so mm. because that was Odin's artifact I think no but with this new axe I'd say maybe not maybe somebody else can unless they feel like that's just a Thor specific thing and whatever weapon he possesses somebody has to be worthy like enough his. to pick it up yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know uh, maybe that's a really good point though I didn't think about that I think it's only Mjolnir specific though mm. yeah so that'd be interesting I, I'm Honestly, obviously, I'm really looking forward to this. So, Avengers is out on the 25th of April, I believe it is. Um, so only for us in the UK, I think we actually get it a day earlier. That's so close. Um, yeah, it's almost a month away. A little <laughs> over. That's nuts. I, I want to be able to book my tickets now, just so I've got them. The other thing is, I've got time to book off before June, so because it's going to be near Easter, I might take off a few more days and come down. Mm. So we might be able to watch it together. It'd be good. Yeah, 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 that'd be cool. That would definitely be good, um, just so we can actually have a proper outing to the cinema for it. Yeah. Um, so what? other trailers. Okay. What? What? Sorry, what were you going to talk about? No, I, I, didn't, I didn't know if you if there was something you wanted to say about Endgame. I mean, you seem super excited. What do you think is going to be... No, what, what do you think about the suits, is what I meant to ask, actually. Oh, so, so basically, in the trailer, you see um, almost everyone in this kind of... It's basically mostly white with red accents, isn't it? Like suits that I think. That's it. 
are pretty damn cool looking. Some people don't seem to like them. I, I really do. Um, the interesting thing is that they're all the same except for Rhodey's. Mm. And he is basically the war machine suit painted by, Which is by the list of it. Yeah. It's, it's like loads of people say, oh my God, it's the X-Men. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, I can kind of see that. Yeah, but, I uh, get that. I mean, it, so the theory is that they are quantum realm suits um, because it's kind of similar to some of the tech that we see. Oh my God, I can't even remember her name. Basically, the Wasp's mum mm. from Ant-Man and the Wasp, what, whatever her name is. Um, wearing in Ant-Man and the Wasp when we find her in the Quantum Realm. It's similar to that and their suits that they go in with. So so that would be interesting because something has got to go on with the Quantum Realm in this one from what we understand to try and fix it because they're all like, whatever it takes, um, they will fix this. Now, whatever it takes probably means most of them are going to die, but it will be fixed. So we'll see. Yeah. Ooh interesting i didn't see anything about peter parker in this that's a really good point i, I have seen no Spider-Man. idea either no yeah. spider-man no spider-man where is spider-man oh yeah we want he spider-man dusted, doesn't he <gasps> i'm sorry mr stark yeah <laughs> now what's the line what's the line he says uh i don't want to go mr Star- or something like that uh, just all I heard was crispy sounds. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't want to. Yeah, it's like I don't want to go. Well, too something. bad. <laughs> yeah. Actually, if it was like, like high five, gone. high five. Hey, wait, high five. Come back. <laughs> Little twerp left me hanging. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I'd, yeah. If, if I knew that, if I knew that I was gonna ash up, I would so troll someone before I went. I yeah. Like, oh, right. Wait, wait, I know the secret of life. <laughs> Forty-two. <laughs> so yeah trailers uh yeah so we've we've had uh a couple of trailers recently mm. literally, literally earlier today toy story 4 um trailer dropped have you seen that yeah i, I watched it next to my boss and uh he looked at me as if i was a madman because like i'm not really supposed to be watching any youtube videos i'm like this is the most cg thing i could be watching right. seeing yeah, next yeah, to yeah. you this is learning and yeah and i literally said to him i was like by the way the toy story trailers just dropped and i think he kind of got that um it was one of those funny things that I was like, if I'm going to watch any, I've got to watch this. The moment you sent that, I was like, I've got mm. to see this trailer. Um, yeah, I, I'm stoked. It feels, it's an interesting trailer because it feels kind of like it harkens back to Toy Story 2 in a way. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I, I did read a lot of Twitter comments that were saying the same thing. However, the CG looks great. I just want to see another Toy Story. They're always well written. They're always well that the character Forky is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I feel yeah. his pain and his anxiety. He doesn't want to be uh, a, he doesn't want to be a toy, which I think is excellent. So I must have sat there and thought, you know when kids make like things out of forks and spoons? Imagine if it knows that it's a fork or a spoon and it's transient and it doesn't want to be that. It kind of it just wants to it wants to like, you know, it's like was it? I saw a kid cry once because he snapped a spoon because he thought the spoon was hurt. <laughs> And the mum was just like, oh, the spoon doesn't have any feelings. But I was like, oh, OK, I well, wonder if it does, which is weird because it harkens back now. What if a fork is, tra- is sentient? You mm. know, how would you deal with that with the kid who saw it as a prop or saw it kind of like I've forgotten the kid's name in the Toy Story one. The uh, not Andy, the other one. Yeah, the girl. Yeah. Um, yeah. Andy's younger sister, whatever she's called. <laughs> she, yeah. Well, well, you know, but anyway, she I don't think it says her sister. It's like neighbor or far neighbor. Uh, or whatever. Yeah. 
but um regardless it's that lovely creativity that kids have and it's it they always bring that spark into it whether it's the kids the primary kids playing with the toys in toy story 3 and being really rough with them and then the older kids being a bit more playful and kind and combing the hair i i really like this trailer and it looked so cool and i just yeah i just like forky i want a forky thing yeah i i need i need a forky thing on my desk you could probably make one in about two seconds. I could probably make one in two seconds. But I'm lazy. I mean, yeah, no, I probably true. could. But pipe cleaners are going to be like sold out when that film comes yeah, out. Yeah, right, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Try buying a plastic <laughs> spork anywhere, right? Yeah. I'll, just, I'll get a burger just as like, no, there, sorry, there's no forkies here. There's only spoons. Uh, I well, want you a spooky. One, I suppose. You could. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Get a spoon. Make your own forky. Be even more tactile. See, that's that's where Ed thinks more than me. I'm just like, oh, well, I've got a spoon. I guess I'll just do with the spoon. It's like, you can make a fork out of this. How did yeah. you feel? I I really enjoy it. I think it looks fantastic. Like, mm. that's that's the best thing about it. I Render man. Yeah, I think it's just going to be interesting to see see what they do. Because the, the storyline does feel a bit similar. It's like, oh, they've got to go back to like the, the house or wherever it is they are. They're, they're lost in the real world or whatever. But I think it's going to be differently done. It's just going to be a lot of fun from start to finish. It's it's Pixar, it's Toy Story, Tom Hanks. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, can you want Tom Hanks is probably one of my favorite actors. Tom Hanks, Charles Dance, and Sean Bean. Mm. They're probably my top three personally. I'm sure others would crop up, but anything that Tom Hanks is in, ah, oh, I've got to watch it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It. It's it's really good. Um, Actually, Toy Story that kind of goes back to our childhood, literally to our childhood. Yeah, it's been around for so many years, hasn't it? Wonderful. So the final trailer we'll talk about briefly is uh, Aladdin. Now, this we'll, this is an we'll interesting see. one. Yeah, you see, on the one hand, I love how I love how they've shown certain Arabian scenes, like the nice fountains, the flowing clothing, mm. the beautiful setup, and the scenery that they're making. I think the biggest issue, of course, is that meme that circulated, which is of Will Smith, who's playing the genie in the new <laughs> Aladdin. And, you know, considering he's replacing the the, the great late Robin Williams mm. in one of his most iconic roles. Sure, um, yeah. Of course, if he was still around, he probably would have been given it and that would have been a fantastic cameo. So I'm really sad he's he's gone. Of course, we all are. Um, but, you know, it'll be interesting to see um, because all I see is that meme where he's just like, oh, oh, there's hat. You know, and it's just <laughs> like really, really stupid. Um, I don't know. I, I like the idea of the film. I love seeing the li the live action versions of these Disney films. I know that they're just a you know pot and you know coins in the pot, mm. and they know loads of people are gonna go watch it. I want to watch it because they're voyeurship because I want to see what once was a cartoon put on put on live action. Oh, for sure, definitely, that's it. Yeah, um, but I don't, just don't know about the genie. I, I it really rubs me the wrong way, and I don't know why. But I was gonna say it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I've been thinking about that like since nice. I saw it in the show yeah. notes. So, what nice. do you actually what do you feel about this? So, so do you know what's funny is it? It reminds me a lot of the um, Prince of Persia film. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Because I could see that. it's that sort of it's set in that time period as such. Like, obviously, neither of these worlds is quite real. Very Ottomany. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, I I think this trailer looks really good. The previous trailers mm. not so much. Um, Everything looked a bit wonky, shall we say, in the previous trailers. But I think they've... they've. I mean, this trailer looks like they've nailed it, you know? Do you know what I mean? I'm curious to see how it turns out. We know the story. Like, it's yeah. the same story. Yeah. Um, 
the, did you see the tiger in the background in some of the shots as well? It looked really good. Yeah, it actually did. Yeah, their, their groom was really impressive. Um, I wonder how much time they actually had to spend on that. That's something which, as a 3D artist, I love to know, because you wonder how much time they're given to uh, do the lion itself, but also because they have to spend separate time to get the fur right. Kind of like... Uh, oh, the thing in Monsters, Inc. What's his name? Sully? What, Sully, yeah. Yeah, and how long that groom must take. Mm. So... Good lord, the spear. Um, but yeah, no, I think you're right. I think it looks great visually. And I think even the genie stuff's really great. And I bet people working on it were like, eh, we're going to make this look good, even if people are a bit less receptive. But, you know, changes are there. I'm sure he's going to put a good spin on it in himself and it's going to be what it is. And I think you're right. I think the set design's great. I think the CG looks great. And I probably will watch it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm definitely going to go see this. I think, I think actually Will Smith is a... Uh a really great choice for this one to be honest mm. oh i mean consider i know that he's he's had the whole father thing and his kids twitter's kind of like his images i wouldn't mm. say been tarnished by it because i always think of the pursuit of happiness uh, fresh prince of bel-air was such a big yeah. part of our childhood um so you know you kind of owe it to him to to watch this in a sense because i just i can't not i know he's not robin williams but i'm sure i'm going to enjoy it otherwise and i'm going to go in open-minded and i think that's the way to go with this i know those people rage but then they want to jump on the bandwagon you can jump on the bandwagon if you want but i think he's probably put a lot in and he probably knew going in what he was jumping into as well yeah he may not be robin williams but he is will smith so that's it that's uh, a really good way yeah so that so there we go and and speaking of will smith let's uh jump to our next topic which is will smith is no longer playing deadshot oh so so this is the uh suicide squad sequel that is not a sequel it is a total reboot so james mm. gunn is directing the sorry the suicide squad it is going to be called the suicide squad not suicide squad 2 or suicide squad because that was the first one which is not the first one it is the previous <laughs> one because this is the new one which is also the first one <laughs> just just so we're clear um <laughs> but anyway yeah will smith is being replaced by idris elba as deadshot now that's interesting because they clearly want this character to be one of the leads in it and i actually thought will smith's character aside from margot robbie was the best thing about suicide squad Idris Elba is a cracking choice, though, to fill anyone's spot. Mm. Like, mm, if, I, if I had a biopic, I would happily have Idris Elba be me. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be interesting. That would be very interesting. Sat here in old Christmas pyjamas, drinking <laughs> beer, playing games. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. Um, I think this is going to be good. So, so the timeline yeah. for this is James Gunn is going to direct this next, and then he's going to do Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which I've realized I did not put in the show notes. Because Marvel, James Gunn yeah, has returned. He got back on it. That is marvellous news. Yeah. Um, so it's basically, like we say, it's a complete reboot. Um, James Gunn is writing this, or he's certainly one of the main writers on it. Um, he's going to shoot this. Then he's going to move on to James, James Gunn 3, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. <laughs> um, so that's great. But then we know that's written already or near enough because they were going to use his script for it anyway so so that's great so suicide squad is august 2021 and then guardians 3 is a couple of years after that probably i mean james gunn's got a good few years going ahead i yeah and there's a i can't remember what they are but there's definitely at least a film of his out very soon that i think empire were talking about so there's yeah he's he's a busy guy 
I think I might start this into Empire uh, podcast tomorrow, actually, because I've been meaning to, and I'm so out of the loop of everything film-wise. So this is also great because I get to jump back into things. Yeah, I, I honestly just a side note on that. The Empire magazine uh, is is obviously itself in, is fantastic, but their podcast, which is every Friday, um, you'll just put Empire into any podcast app and you'll find them, and they do some great spoiler specials for st- for all the big films so captain marvel is their most recent one so i yeah it's a great podcast to check out if you like film stuff all right so the last uh story we'll talk about today in movie and tv is something we've actually touched on in the past and kind of discussed among ourselves but that is streaming subscription fatigue now i first saw this on reddit but actually it was a link to a variety article but the short of it is nearly half of the people surveyed in america so 47 percent said that they're kind of had enough and frustrated of all the different places they have to go to get the things they want to watch. And it's I saw a comment that was like, it could be if you get all the main streaming services, it's like at least $100 a month, mm. assuming 10 bucks a month. And some of them are more than that. And some of them are slightly less. So average is out about 100 quid a month. It I, is. It's crazy. It's getting ridiculous. Like tonight, I'm cancelling Prime. Um, or actually, it might not be tonight. I tell a lie. It's probably going to be at the beginning of next month because I want to buy my uh, display cable and get free mm. shipping on that. And I'm sure I can watch stuff. I've decided that last month I'm actually going to watch as much as I can whilst I've still got it. Um, and I'm also going to get rid of RuneScape. I might get rid of WoW at the moment. I'm not playing it much. I'm not sure. Just to save money and start saving up. Yeah. But I might not because it depends if I dip in and out of it as much. I'm just not playing it much at the moment. There's loads of other games I'm sinking my time into. Um, but you're right. It does It does gain. Like recently we talked about a few episodes ago um, we talked about Substance being bought up by yeah no Substance Painter being bought up by Adobe. Mm. And that's caused so much fury because people don't like subscriptions. They just want to buy product. Kind of like old Photoshop where you could just buy it. It costs about yeah. 500 quid and you've got it. And you yeah. also had updates for a good long time. And it was a good sink of money, but you knew what you're buying. Now you, I mean, the subscription for Adobe is fine because you get so much with it. But when you think it's every month, how much have you paid Adobe over the last few years so much that you've paid way more than you probably would have if you bought all three packages however you know it's just it's just the way it is and you can cancel it when you want unless you're on a plan but it's, it, it, get, it gets too much and it gets me fearful because all the things I like are subscription based and you know I'm already paying a lot of money to stay here I'm paying a lot of money for my car which I'm renting kind of like you or, oh, actually I don't mm. know if you bought yours out or if you're in the same deal as you're in the same deal as me uh, yeah, much, uh, still yeah, finance yeah, yeah. but I will own yeah. it at the end of it though yeah there we go then so yeah. there's difference um, which is great um, I don't have that um, mm. but it's it's really really good thing but that's it those are the essentials but because there's everything else, I have no money. Like I, I got this monitor and I literally have like no money for the rest of the month. Like I bought this beer because yeah. this is my treat and I bought some sourdough bread because I know I can eat that throughout the week. That's it. That's the most exciting thing I've done this week <laughs> because of this monitor. And I know that I need to cancel things next month because even though I can live and that's fine, I'll probably have loads of money next month. It, it's too much. Yeah. It's getting ridiculous. What, how do you, what, what do you feel about it? I, I think you've you've said it all. It's there's there's so many different things. Um, the, I'll read a tiny bit of the article here, um, which is consumers want choice, but only to a point. Said Kevin Westcott, who is a Delotti De, Deliotti vice chairman. I don't know who they are. 
Uh, US Telecom and Media Entertainment Leader. Oh, there we go. Okay, fine. Um, who oversees the study? We may be entering a time of subscription fatigue. Well, apparently, there are more than 300 over-the-top video options in the US. And I guess by over-the-top, they mean subscription-based products that's in i don't really know what that means either i did so much research for this as you can tell <laughs> i've literally opened the article once and then gone yeah let's let's talk about that um but basically 47 percent of the people say that they are frustrated with it um and they don't want more <laughs> yes so i i don't know what the solution to this is because i mean Unless someone goes, hey, we've got a package that gives you Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, all in one thing for just ever so slightly less. I mean, I like that Twitch has got that at least today. At least I got yeah. some Pathfinder, which is kind of fun. So, I mean, just just as an example, we've we've got Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, uh, HBO, CBS All Access, Showtime, YouTube Premium. Is that what you've got, or in terms no. of what you can think of? That's that's the main ones that we can think of. But then shortly we'll be having Apple, Disney, Warner Media, and NBC plus whoever else decides to in the next year. You've run out of so fingers, we've right? Got, we've so, already got we've already got up to eleven or twelve. Yeah. In that so, It's it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy because and oh, apparently fifty seven percent of people said a bigger pet peeve is that they're frustrated when content vanishes because the rights to their favourite TV shows or movies have expired. Oh my gosh, yeah. So you're watching the show, you're really enjoying it, and then suddenly it disappears off the platform that you're watching on. Yep. That and maybe sucks. it's not anywhere else. But maybe it's on another platform that you then have to go to. And then you have to subscribe for a month just to watch them. Yeah, Which is why exactly. I was like, oh, you might as well pirate. Yeah, loads of people are going to pirate because they don't want to keep paying your stupid subscription fees to that's, every other yeah, monotonous That's what thing. it says in this article as well, so yeah. If the if the if the if what you're getting doesn't overcome the price, there's no point. And I yeah. mean, I I use I use Spotify most of the day, so that's fine. I use Amazon Prime. I've bought so many things recently off of Amazon that it's worth it, even though now I'm not using it as much. So I'm going to cancel the sub yeah. like you've done. Same with Wow. When you use it and it's it's worth it, it's worth it. If not, bugger it. Yeah, exactly. Good, so good, good article. Good article. Yeah, it, and it's it's definitely worth a read. Um, and I think it's something that people have to consider because hmm. the whole point of these subscription services um was that it's better than cable subscriptions which were apparently in america like hundreds of dollars a month huh and now you're getting to a hundred dollars a month with all of these different things so so there we go <laughs> all right before we move on uh, how are you doing with that beer of yours uh it, it's gone Yep, I wish I had another. Too. I wish I yeah. had another. Um, shall we round it off because we're so... Oh, I've got dribble left. Here we go. <laughs> I, I really liked it. Like, I really like that. I, I'm I almost really tempted by five. Like a five out of five, almost. Do you know what? For a craft beer, uh, for a pale ale, something, both things that I'm usually quite dubious on, mm. I would buy that again. And not only that, I wish I had it at room temperature. Hmm. Because it was a, it was great cold, but it was so bitter cold that as it got warmer, 
loads more characters came out. It's kind of like the white wine thing where you chill white wines, so you can hide some of the bad characteristics. I feel like I hid some of the good characteristics by chilling this. Um, I, I agree. I'd give this a five. I know that we're usually quite sceptical about doing We gave Ecusant five, I think. Oh, yeah. That, I think that's the only one we've ever given a five. Like mm. I think we've done a four or two, but like... I think we've finally broken the uh, the beer cherry with a pale ale. Yeah. A, a craft I'm a really craft happy pale ale. about that. That is really nice. You've yeah. beaten me to the punch. The fruity, mangoey punch. Yep. Yeah, I'm happy with that. That's going on the regular buy list for sure. I'm, like, I'm doing that as well. I think I'll be picking that up once every weekend. And also, it just it was just so fresh and it just tasted <laughs> great. And I think it'll be a great year round as well because it's a nice break in the colder months. It's like something different. But then in the summer, it should be refreshing. Absolutely. Also, giving this to someone as a gift is just a mad looking can. It is. It really is. I've, I've posted a picture on the Discord so you should be able to see it. But like that doesn't even do it justice. It is just ridiculous all the way around. And the smell still lingers. It's not even like overly sugary or glucosey. It's no. just a really nice smell. Oh, I want more. I'm so upset now. <laughs> <laughs> I will probably have a Guinness or a whiskey, but it's not going to fill the void. No, right. Disco forklift truck, five out of five. Okay. Uh, right, shall we <sighs> go back to the top of our dock and do This Week in Gaming? Did we? Oh, yes. Yes, yes. we kind we of jumped ahead. Yeah. Yeah, we did. We nearly missed out an entire second. <laughs> Go on. All right. Do you want to run us through 8.1? Yes. Yeah, so eight point run. And I'm, I'm run. Eight point hey. run. So Ed kindly put in all the show, all the notes that pretty much are there. So 8.1 brought us allied races. We've got the Cult Tyrans and we've also got the Zandalari Trolls. The Zandalari Trolls have amazing racials. The Kaltirans have absolutely wank racials. Um, that is what I've garnered so far from the community. <laughs> the Kaltirans, you, um, I actually don't know a great deal about what they can do, but I know that the Zandalari Trolls, because I made one and I actually haven't got a Kaltirian at the moment, mm. you can you can actually find a lower and that lower will give you a blessing. And that blessing is a permanent buff. Like you can get 5% mastery or 5% chance to do extra damage. Like there's this ridiculous thing. You get more gold from mobs because it, like with the City of Gold buff, there's some really good perks. Mm. Um, they're awesome, I think. Also, they're stood up trolls, so that's a very different yeah. thing to play. Kind of like the Maghar orcs who are stood up. They're, all the back problems in Azeroth are slowly being fixed um, with wonderful bone structures. Thank you, Blizzard animation team. Um, we have the new raid, uh, Crucibles of Storms, um, approaching on April the 6th, 16th release, if I could get my words out. Um, I don't know much about it, but it looks very Enzothy and old, and old Godsy, yeah. which is kind of cool. Um, we've got Winter Grasp Returns, and I've actually done a Winter Grasp. Um, personally, I wish they had more people in Winter Grasp, but to be honest, the first Winter Grasp I did, we won, and it did feel quite balanced. You basically try and capture bases, you then try and make siege engines, you then try and smash down a few walls. The, mm. the idea is kind of like Strand of the Ancients. You yeah. knock down three walls in total, one wall to get to the main courtyard, um, sorry, the outside courtyard, another one to get to the main courtyard, and then you batter down the final breach door to get in and catch a Winter Grasp. So it's like that, but less of a nut ache. The problem with... Mm. Um, Wintergrasp was uh, no not Wintergrasp Strand of the Ancients was it was just a nut ache. you had to get through that it was such a tight gap everyone was on the beach it was so easy to defend if you wanted to or the opposite you just get steamrolled so easy yeah. Wintergrasp just felt a lot nicer and also a lot more open PvP-ish I'm enjoying it as an epic battleground and I probably will play it again yeah prefer, I'd like to I jump into attacking. it I prefer attacking I prefer attacking as Horde than I do defending as Alliance I'll say that much 
defending is a ball ache. You really have to get everyone together. Um, attacking, you could be monotonous. I capture so many bases as a rogue just by killing people who are just rocking up um, because it's just one-on-one because none of their team seemed to want to come out of the base, and that was a bit of a shame. How many um, people is it? It was like 40... No, yeah, 40... Maybe it was 20 versus 20, actually. Yeah, and I could have increased it's that epic, to 40 so versus it's 40. more than 10. It must be 40 versus 40. I, at least I'd hope it was. Yeah. But Curious. yeah, no, that, that's good fun. Um, there are profession quests for BFA, Tools of the Trade. These quests are for each cl- for each profession, I think. And they bring you onto uh, adventures where you actually get a nice boon at the end of it. Um, mm. I actually don't have the full list of boons that you do get, but what I've heard is they're actually worth doing and they can be quite good. Like, like this is something which I actually, when I heard it, I was like, it's about bloody time. Jewel crafters, when they finish their quest, can take gems out of their gear. Oh, yeah. This is definitely the without best Without damaging of. it. And that is the best one I've heard of so far because I was like, why wasn't that? Why wasn't that cannon? That should have been in there the moment that they did jewel crafting. You should be able to t- to put in... I mean, I knew the crown jewelist lived around the road from me and he said, you should be able to put in a gem as much as you take it out. You can't scratch it. I mean, you can't scratch a diamond. Anyway, good luck. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Voice crack. But yeah, uh, those are cool. We've also got portal rooms. There's a portal room in Orgrimmar. The moment you go through Orgrimmar gates, turn right, and you'll see a lovely portal room with all the current things. Some of them, you know, go into all the major hubs. I think one of them's going to the Pandaren one, to Honeydew Village. Um, and then in the Alliance sector, it is where the Mage Tower was, I believe. Yeah, yeah so it's exactly where it used to be um, for when you came into a portal to Stormwind, there is now just all of the portals. Now, I'm actually just logging in to confirm a couple of things because I'm just going to turn down the excessively <laughs> loud game sounds. There we go. Um, basically, there, there's a bit of a faff going on on Twitter and other places because a lot of portals have been removed throughout the world. They, they yes. have. Um, so New Dalaran, as in Legion Dalaran. Rest in peace. <laughs> Um, a lot of the portals like um, to Caverns of Time so everything that was like downstairs in Dalaran that doesn't exist anymore yeah um, so I'm just gonna let's see who am I gonna go to that's actually Alliance let's take my jury but they've actually got really nice new particle effects on the portals in the portal room and they're very pretty mm. yeah the, so, so there's really a lot of new animations in there those. and artwork and stuff isn't there they've kind I of th- I think they've made the portal rooms bigger because where's where's the Orgrimmar one did that exist already uh, there were a jumble. You had loads of portals beneath the, like in the shadow of thingy beneath mm. Orgrimmar, and then you have a load of them to the Cataclysm zones. They're kind of darted everywhere, really. Yeah. Um, I will say, even though I'm Horde main, that the Alliance portal room seems much prettier and is actually beautiful. So I'm about to jump into it for the first time. And it's just... like they've got god rays in there as well, which looks so lovely. God rays are pretty much like the sun sunbeams mm. that come through, and they've got like portcullises that potentially could be for future portals. Yeah. Um, so it looks like there's room to grow. But ultimately, wow. it has brought a little bit more life into the city. But to be honest, it really hasn't because it's not like in the middle of the city. It's you know kind of in the outskirts. No, but in Stormwind, it's in the mage. Done but some it's cool. Jiggery pokery to make this room huge. So this is the yeah. first time I've stepped in here. Now this is cool. Okay, still you can't use your mount. Um, so what have we got? What have we got? We've got in it's Stormwind. Ed, Ed's fresh live. Yeah, review. this is crazy. Uh, so in the Stormwind one, I've got Boralis, obviously um, Azuna for some reason, uh, Storm Shields, so Ashran, 
Um, where is Sprint? What else have we got in here? We have, oh, to Poor Don Village, so somewhere in Pandaria. Pandaria, yep. Uh, Shatrath, so. Yes, it's not Honeydew Village at all. Honeydew Village, where's that? No, that is, that is, it's not Poor Don Village, but Honeydew Village was one of the places you started out, I think. Oh, okay. Um, well done, well done past me for somehow recollecting yep, that. Yep, uh, Exodar. Um, yep. Crystal Song Forest, so Old Rath. Lich King. Yeah. yeah. If that was Crystal Song, yeah. Um what beautiful else? soundtrack, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that is it. Okay, so I can't get to Ironforge from here. They probably mean that you have to take the tram. Yeah, so that makes sense, I That's guess. That's an interesting change. It also I mean, means that some new people might find the Brawlers Guild better that way. Hmm. Yeah, so I'm just going to go to the to old, not old Dalaran, current Dalaran, I guess, because it's still in Legion. Mm. And because there was the, there was talk of Ironforge portals being removed. Now, as far as I understand, they are all still there in Dalaran, but we're going to find out now because why wouldn't they? Yeah, it's a weird one. Um, but anyway, just while I'm checking this out, do you want to read whatever's left of the uh, patch notes? Uh, we've, got shit, we've, we've got etc etc beneath that so I'm only reading what we've actually okay, got down in the okay, show never mind. so yeah all the portals um, are gone That's... yeah so but I mean we covered the main things of it anyway so dive in if you want to make a new you have to have you have to have uh, all the war conquest up to the current content or at least you know near before the current content and you have to be exalted with Proudmoor Admiralty for the Kalterans or the Zandalari Empire for the Zandalari Trolls mm-hmm yep you're going to say I cut you off there. No, I'm just confused. There are no portals to anywhere except Storwind. Yep, there you go then. You have to go through the portal room, and if it's not in the portal room, good luck. You have to go via the deep run tram and face me, who's hiding in one of the trams with a dagger ready to kill Isemonoi. crazy. Actually, here's a good thing to ask. How mm. do you say Isemonoi or Isemonoi? Uh, Issa Minoy, so the second one. Yes! I got it right all these years! Oh! Get in! Good friends. Why so, can't we be friends? The final thing I'm going to check is, like, in Boralus, what have we actually still got left? So, yeah, okay, so Boralus is the place you go if you want portals to the to the other cities. So Ironforge, mm. Exodar, Silithus, obviously, and Stormwind are in Boralus. And I assume that's in Desaralor as well, just thinking about it. Um, but it's curious that it's all gone from Old Dalaran. I'm, I'm a bit surprised by that. <laughs> but anyway, um, let's let's get out of WoW so I can actually see our show notes again. So we have got also with WoW news, two things, new firework and transmorpher toys. 25% mm. of proceedings go to WoW Esports. Do you want to cover that a bit? Because yeah, this so is the first I've seen it. This has literally just come out. Um, just just before we started the show um so from wowhead um there us they've said about there's some new toys in the in-game shop um 25 percent of the proceeds of lion's fight uh, lion's fight lion's pride firework and hordes might firework as well as the transmorpher beacon will go to the final year's lan event prize ball for the arena world championship and the mythic dungeon invitational nope that was the old name international MDA. Um, so that's pretty cool. So they're, basically, there's some fancy firework toys, um, which basically get, does a horde insignia or a lion's crest insignia, um, 
to just in the sky and the transmorpher beacon i assume is a portable transmorp so what it is i've just read it it's you you uh get changed into a random raid boss and it persists through combat and death uh, that's so cool as, hell. as you're running around killing things as i don't know uh something from karazan you will also apparently say some of the voice lines which is kind of cool that's really flipping cool i really hope i get kaelthus so i can um say some of his lines i might actually get that was awesome that is a really cool toy, to be honest, and That's it'd be really. First thing it seems like a like, really yeah. fun thing in a raid as well. I kind of like the fireworks. If I was a PVP, I remember in my PVP guild when we used to raid Stormwind. We used to go in the main inn, and you'd put down all the guild banners to block the door, so no one could target you through the guild banners. But when we left, we just left. We just let off really crappy fireworks to have those mm. back in the day. Have like a gigantic horde symbol yeah, yeah, bright yeah. up in the sky as you're about to leave after killing loads of people. Would have been epic. Would have been yeah, a that, lovely be send off. Cool. And also the other side, you know, if you are PvPing and you're destroying Orgrimmar. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, I think these are, these are good fun. I, I think the I think they're great. beacon is definitely the best thing ever, but um, that's the first kind of thing in the shop that I've actually gone, do you know what? I actually want that. Like, I definitely want that. I had someone um, get me the Sparkle Horse a long time ago. And nice. when And when you went as Shadow Form... Um, what was great about shadow form back then is it made everything translucent but the sparkles became really dark and the horse looked like glass mm. so it was actually so actually was my favorite shadow form pet until i got my near invisible invisible griffin <laughs> yeah it makes things translucent and if you've already got a translucent pet it makes it even more translucent to the point where people thought i wasn't riding anything which is great mm. um so yeah last bit of news in gaming yeah um so Apex Legends Battle Pass Season 1 has been released. Now, I was a bit confused about this originally because I, I didn't really understand what it was going to be, and it's still not 100% clear to me. So so effectively, as far as I can understand, it's, it's anything from uh, 950 Apex coins, which are the in-game kind of... Is it premium? No, it's the only in-game currency. So you can actually earn this entire thing just by playing the game which is pretty cool. But what it, what it effectively is, is that you buy the battle pass, you then have 100 levels, um, which every level you get different stuff. So the more you play the game throughout this battle pass season, which I think is obviously the next couple of months or whatever it ends up being, you get more stuff the more you play, which is cool. I think, it, I think it's great. It's, it's interesting. That's cool. And there's been a lot of calculations done on Reddit that actually if you're interested in this stuff it's insanely good value like as in you pay the 950 but one of the rewards is like a thousand coins <laughs> so you do get it back which means you'll probably be able to get the next one but you've got to play up to like level 100 for that so it's it's interesting um the only thing i really care about in apex is a new map and I, it's not like I'm bored of the current map at all. I barely know my way around it. But that, that to me, is the thing that would be interesting. I also don't really care about new new champions or anything like that at all. Like, they're interesting. The ones we've got are fun. But a new map, that would be different. I'd like a new map. That'd be cool. I like when they did that with PUBG and you had, like, a desert map. Mm. And it felt kind of different. And I mean, uh, it was kind of cool. about Apex is that it's just so varied, the map in already, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you've got swamp zones, deserty zones. Um mm. It is like a biome in itself, so making a new map is actually quite tough. I'd like to see a winter zone, that would be really cool. But also with atmospherics, so like during a match you could randomly have a blizzard 
Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. And that would mean that Bloodhound characters would be so wanted for those maps. Yeah, almost like a requirement in some places. Um, okay, so that's kind of it. Like, if you're interested in it, check it out. Um, you'll know more than I do because you've bothered to look it up. Um, so the final bit of gaming thing just to mention is that on the 21st of March, so a couple of days from the day we're recording, is there is a Q&A with Ian Hazakosis coming up. So Ooh. just keep an eye out for that. Nice one. Uh, let us move on to our final segment, which is tech news. Tech news. Now, before I jump into all of the, I say all of the two car stories that we've got today, what, uh, do you want to talk about ray tracing? So, yeah. So ray tracing is a very interesting thing. Um, it's something which I use a lot in CG. I have actually found an Explain Like I'm 5 instructional which talks about ray tracing mm. i'm gonna read it it's a bit garbled but i will also make it easier and i'll talk about other lighting techniques but yeah. also why it's important for games so <clears throat> this is from bacon12345 on reddit <laughs> who says um it, this is under the question explain like i'm five what is ray tracing it says today's games produce images through rasterization rasterization if you use photoshop this is me saying now um is when you have an image and not to kind of manipulate it you have to then make sure the pixels are pretty much stuck as they as they are if you make them bigger they'll still have the same or similar values so they will be fuzzy um it's not going to smartly try and implement what's around it to kind of recreate it it is stuck um so today's games produce images through rasterization this kind of stuck process i could be wrong in saying that i, I mean do you do you, is am i right in saying that ed no i think i think you're right um some it's i think it's a lot of it is the lighting is done yes. through through that necessarily yes. rather than just the some of the graphics because yes. obviously you can zoom in on the graphics although that said i think it's the the, the camera that's moving well than th this is the thing it is lighting a camera in the main sense so bacon goes on to say the gpu your <laughs> graphics card works from the back of the image forward figuring out how each object is lit and which ones are blocked so the camera can't see them then tries to assign a value to each pixel on the screen based off of what triangle is in that square so whatever's in that thing it's it sees whatever's not in there it, it doesn't bother this has issues with lighting and shadows because any objects not in the camera's view isn't considered for lighting and shadows like a big fire on the side of the screen um ray tracing comes in two modes right um the one relevant for gaming is shooting a ray from each pixel back into the scene and tracking what it bounces off of until it reaches a light source. This gives better lighting and shadows. Movies will sometimes opt for hard versions of calculating rays coming out from the light sources, tracking what they bounce off and when they hit the camera. This gives really good results, but most rays don't make it them don't make it to the cameras the performance isn't good microsoft and nvidia are planning to use it sparingly to improve shadows and reflection now missoff said upon him saying until it reaches a light source technically this isn't true most rays wouldn't would never hit any light and you would get a black scene instead you stop as soon as the ray reaches something that has a defined color or texture you then estimate how well lit the surface is and possibly from what direction and then you use that to estimate the color the user would see so it's all about Ray tracing is basically about how the light is bouncing around the scene and how that mm. affects the cameras and the lighting. Now, I use it doing 3D because we either do what they call physical-based rendering or ray tracing. Ray tracing takes a lot more time to render or to save out the image, but you do get better things. So, like, recently I've been working on reflections. And so I've got this, like, uh, product I'm working on, and it's got a 
it's got a plastic case, a plexiglass case, and inside it is a thing which is non-reflective, but it's got a lot of subsurface scattering. Yeah. So if you've ever got a torch and you've put it under your hand and you can see the light through your hand, that is what subsurface scattering is. So it's subsurface, it's under your surface, and the light is scattering. So that means that the light is scattering around, it's bouncing around inside your hand and then coming out for you to see. It's going inside and out of it. That is subsurface scattering. and. If you, if you put it against something which has no subsurface scattering, like a big block of wood, um, you won't see any light come out of it. So we use ray tracing with the, so the ray tracing will work with the glass. Um, it'll bounce in and out of the glass, it'll have really nice refractions, kind of like you'd see maybe on a diamond. We have things called index of refraction, so diamonds have a really high, it, I'm going way off, of course, sorry. Um, <laughs> basically, ray tracing is a really big deal in terms of gaming, because if they have live ray tracing like they did with this Star Wars demo, it is incredible what they can achieve um, mm. and I suggest anyone looks up on YouTube ray trace demo Star Wars and you see how good that lighting is in that scene and that is all live that is not rendered it's not 3d render it's all live and the lighting is spectacular it's vibrant it's so diverse and all the things even from Phasma's helmet all these mm. extra bits they are so beautifully done the reason we're talking about ray tracing this week is that NVIDIA's ray tracing tech, which is in their latest graphics card apparently, even though nothing really runs ray tracing in games at the moment, um, that I know of. Except Battlefield, basically. Except Battlefield, yeah. Um, but basically, there's, there's hardly anything it runs on. But the fact that it does run on these graphics cards is great. NVIDIA say that their GTX 10 series cards will run some ray traced games well and others not so much. Now, I have a 1070 Ti, so that's kind of interesting to me. But it's interesting that this is being somehow released for old cards. Yeah. Um, so I, I just had a, another look at it. So, so something that's interesting to note is that so you've got the 10 series, so, so what you're on and the now 16 series, which are kind of the current gen, but without the RTX thing. Yes. They, the current 16 gen series of cards, because they're a lot more similar to the kind of the ray tracing cards, they all run stuff fairly well, but not as well as the as the more expensive RTX cards. Now, just, just to put it in perspective, so so something like, they, God, they, I've just lost it already. They, they said how many times it will run slower, basically. Um, bear with me two seconds while I try and find the damn paragraph I was just reading moments ago. <laughs> ah, there we go. All right, so, so the, like the 10 series cards will run like two times slower on something like Shadow of the Tomb Raider um, four times slower on Metro Exodus. And bearing in mind, these aren't great results in the first place that we're getting slower from. Um, and Battlefield 5 is only 1.6 times slower because it uses it less or something. <laughs> um, so it, it's basically really interesting because so, so your, your GPU now, so the 10 series card, they're saying that that architecture that makes up that that GPU, they were saying it would have to use something like up to 650 watts of power to use the ray tracing tech within that architecture, which Good is Lord. why they've redone everything to get with the new cards. Now, I know we're going fairly detailed on some of the tech and stuff that people may or may not care about, but it is interesting how much they had to refine stuff to get it sensible because the power consumption is down on these new cards compared to the old thing and they're doing the ray tracing so it's that's an interesting change the, the interesting thing is they can do it 
they probably shouldn't do it. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, uh, there's it's... a brand new game, Metro Exodus, as I mentioned already. On a GTX 1060, it will run at 18 frames a second. <laughs> 18. It seems like a card killer. Yeah, it's just pointless. Like, I... It's like, hey, we can do this. That's great. Shoot yourself in the knee, why don't you? <laughs> knee capping. Mm. Knee cap your graphics card. I, I, I think it's cool, but I don't get the point, quite frankly. Unless, Fair. unless, it's handy for content creation and graphic design. I mean, to be honest, ray tracing is not live ray tracing, so it's not going to burn you. This is like, or it all kind of pre-calculates it, then it does it as re at render time. And that's mm. mostly that's mostly uh, processor-based anyway, more than GPU acceleration. So I think you're fine, even with that. Yeah, I don't know. I need I to really second that, actually. Just to me, it yeah. feels like one of those proof of concepts that should just stay as a proof of concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's more of they didn't need to say it. They could have just said, here's the new cards, here's what runs on safe. There's no point doing it on that because what's the point? Yeah. But you know some clever clog's going to overclock his card and be like, "This, I could do this on this. Yeah. You're lying to us. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's interesting that they're they're actually going to release this and unlock it. Like, Agreed, they're not just dude. talking about it. It will be a thing that you can just <laughs> do on your card for, for yeah. some reason. For some reason. Um, all right, move, moving on then. So Tesla are now officially sexy. What do you mean by sexy? So they have a Model S. They have a Model 3 which is the E, they have a Model X, and they have a Model Y. Ah, they are sexy. sexy. <laughs> um, so, yes, they have just recently released um, the, I say released, the kind of sales, you can pre-order it now, um, the, the Tesla Model Y. Now, this is effectively a slightly fatter, bigger, generally, Model 3, which is their previous car that they re released, um, which is now... I think we spoke about this last time is down to like $35,000 um, for that car. This one, I can't remember what the pricing is because I'm too lazy to look at it now. Um, it's kind of like an SUV. It's kind of a small SUV. Um, you get anything from 230 to 300 mile range, depending on the package you choose. Um, there's all wheel drive and rear wheel drive versions. The, the performance version can do something like 3.5 seconds, not to 60. What? Yeah. Electric cars are fast because it's no power, all the power, instantly. Like, it's just, it's on or off. Like that's, It's like a roller coaster. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's, nuts. It's insane. It is so, so quick. Um, so the interesting thing about this car, though, is that there is a very compact, yet apparently usable third row of seats in these. Um, it's an option that you can choose, I think. I don't think it's standard in every car. Um, so that's why it's kind of like, here's a, here's an SUV, because it's got three rows of seats, so you can get like seven people in it or something. Is it like five foot five me size? At best. Like, it looks cozy. <laughs> and like, you have no boot space with that up. So, Tesla, so that's, Tesla that's interesting. Tesla are officially cozy. Yeah, they're sexy and cozy. Um, <laughs> Is also the name of the show. <laughs> sexy and cozy. Yeah, all right, fine. Um, I will pop that up there in a second. Now, uh, the other thing that has happened in the electric car world is a brand called Fisker. Now, apparently they exist. They're a, com a car company. I think they generally do kind of modified versions of cars. Um, 
they are releasing sorry i'm just gonna have to type this down to show title i will forget um <laughs> fisker sounds like it just reminds me of wilson fisk though. well that's exactly what i thought as well yeah so wilson fisk from uh daredevil or or generally just um marvel um oh and spider-man actually in the latest um yeah whatever it was what you're scary in the latest spider-man what was it called uh multiverse yes into the multiverse yeah there we go um anyway fisker a car brand not wilson fisk um are planning to launch a forty thousand us dollar competitor to competitor to the model y um with a 300 mile range which by the way is very impressive for a forty thousand dollar electric car um this looks interesting um have a look at it it looks kind of like a normal-ish car which is the good thing because electric cars have often been hey i'm obviously an electric car because i'm slightly like the ugly stepchild um <laughs> i mean look at the bmw i3 i don't think that's particularly ugly but it stands out it does um so 2021 when is when sales of these will start um and later this year for a prototype it's it's interesting that a kind of relative unknown are releasing a, a, a major car i mean we don't know how many of these are going to be made but surely if they're making them for forty thousand dollars a lot are being made yeah that's like mass production yeah um the slight interesting thing was they have 22 inch wheels that's like, a bit excessive that's huge yeah it's huge they dems rims yeah 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 um i know it's suvs so i guess that gives adds to the ride height and all that so uh, i don't know i think think it's interesting um the whole electric car world is really taken off there's there's a lot that's a good thing yeah oh by the way there was a, there was some s small photos of the next tesla roadster which look insane Ooh. i'll have to dig those pictures out because it does look Please. wonderful i like um, roadsters yeah i i think i'm curious to see how all this all goes i mean the model threes are slowly making their way over to the uk um later this year so we'll see but it's um it's a fun fun concept that uh elon musk has completed his sexy lineup um just to just to do it so we'll uh we'll see how that goes nice this is it i i, I like all these um all this car news because i know nothing about the electric car industry so it's kind of nice what's going on because I think there will be really important the next year or even few years. Mm. I mean, electric cars definitely seem to be one of the best ways to go. I think the the challenge with them is the refueling, effectively. Um, you know, you stop at petrol, gas station, whatever you want to call it, it takes maybe three minutes mm. while you're there, maybe three to five minutes, maybe less, depending on whether it's like a pay up pump thing or whatever it is. Whereas an electric car, it's kind of it can be a lot more than that anything from at least 15 to an hour so we'll see i think it's going to be interesting over the next couple of years hmm all right um nice, dude. just while we're on the end of tech news do you want to just briefly talk about your monitor because i don't think you've really mentioned it uh, uh, so yeah i got a new monitor folks and it is a dell something something it's one of those dells which has 15 numbers uh, sg <laughs> Dell, yeah. So it is the, sorry, let me bring this up. It's the Dell S2719G DGF. I already messed it up. 27-inch TN monitor, which is uh, 
anti-glare. It's basically an LED backlit LCD gaming monitor um, with one MS response time, um, quality HD, 2560 by... Uh, 1440 which I'm guessing is 2k monitor mm. if well, you could yeah, call it that well, yeah but loads of people call it a 2k monitor but it is two and a half mm. it's more than that it's more than that damn it but it's um, at 155 hertz which is amazing because my last monitor the one I'm currently looking at Ed on my second mm. monitor is 60 I've not had anything more than a 60 hertz um, monitor for years and years and years so to have a good graphics card but to not be able to see its performance majorly even though you can see most of it you know mm. but not be able to see it like is incredible um, this also comes with tilt swivel so I can have it as a side monitor if I really wanted to if I had like a second one um, and it's got AMD FreeSync which is like G-Sync but it's for the AMD lot but you can use it on G on NVIDIA cards yeah. um, I, I got this thing and it's been great. I've not had any of the problems other people seem to have with the gamma. It's very nice. It doesn't hurt my eyes. It's The colours are nice. I don't think it's too bad. I think I do need to do a bit of colour correcting on this a touch yeah. because I've, it's straight out of the box and I've done nothing of that. I want to get a good profile for it. But I'm really happy with this. Like opening Overwatch for the first time, going around the screen and seeing no bleed, no cutoffs was just incredible. And, you know, having to work on really good screens with high refresh rates and then go home to a 60 hertz. And I'm so glad I've got this one. I wouldn't want a substitute. If you're looking for a new monitor, try and get a 155. This was great. This cost me 300 and... 50-ish? Yeah, about 350, which for what I got, I think was actually a really good price. Yeah. And this is new. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, it's... It is TN. It's not VA, though. No, and it's not IPS, but unless you're spending, I mean, at least a couple hundred more, um, yeah, you're not you're not going to get that. I think value for money wise, it doesn't get better than that. If you've got the the graphics power to run it, I think fourteen forty at one hundred forty four hertz or more is is the way to go. And it's I've like, spent the day debating that myself. But anyway, it's like three and a half million pixels. It's beautiful. Yeah, nice. Um, all right, cool. So that's my tech news. Yeah, I got yeah. a new monitor and I'm enjoying it thoroughly. And I'm rather jealous. <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> All right, so that was the show. Thank you for joining us. We would love to hear your feedback, so be sure to join our Discord at the link in the show notes. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Slackers underscore Studio. But if you're a bit more old-fashioned, send us an email at the Slackers Mailbox at gmail.com. That is the Slackers Mailbox at gmail.com. <laughs> uh, if you enjoy our show, please give us a review <laughs> on iTunes. It really helps us reach new people. And a three, three two, two, one. one. Don't, Don't let, let your, your boss, boss catch, catch you slacking. slacking. Until, Until next time, time we've, we've been, been your slackers. slackers. Yeah, outro. <laughs> I think that's the best we've ever done that. But wait, there's more. There's more. Here's some messages from other podcasts in the slackersphere. Hey, slackers, it is Frasley. Want to hear even more discussion about World of Warcraft and geeky stuff? Head on over to Frazzlecast in your local supermarket podcast app, right next to the lettuce. Each week, I talk with people from Azeroth and beyond. Hey, slackers, Allie here. Do you enjoy Warcraft Dungeons? 
Ever wonder what the stories are behind them, but are just too busy slacking to look it up? I've got you covered. Check out Dungeon Fables on Google Play, iTunes, or SoundCloud. Take care and keep on slacking. Wayne's World! Wayne's World! Party time! Excellent! Oh, yeah, I want my own Wayne's World, man.